I can take you through thoughts I had this week. Did we do an opening? Well, was that it, or do you need more? No, I mean, sure, I guess. I don't know. You might not want to use this, but I think it's mildly interesting. Okay. So, Public Enemies Can't Trust It came on shuffle the other day when I was at the gym. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of that song goes like this. Here come the drums! Yeah, you said, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot Matthew like McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. What, when? So I said, did Matthew McConaughey, is this like another Terminator She was based on Jodie Watley thing? <laughs> Wait, play it again. I want to hear it again. Here come the drums. All right, all right. Well, he, Matthew McConaughey does three. He does three, but they're in that cadence. It's true. Wait, did he say? In his book. Yeah. I don't believe he credited where All Right, All Right, All Right came from. I think he talked about it briefly. He said it it was his own idea. He said that he just decided to say it and he was ad-libbing in Dazed and Confused. You know, it's interesting because he told a different story in 2014. Oh, what did he tell? Did Jim Morrison provide inspiration for the Dazed and Confused character? Is that true? Getting ready for that role the first night. I went up for a, uh, a dress rehearsal and hair and makeup, and Wait, I stepped out pause? of the trailer and Rick. Is this a satire? I don't uh, know. Is that it's... guy's name really George Stephanopoulos? I, I think so. Yeah. Because, but there's George Stephanopoulos. I are know. they trying to? Are they trying to do a parody of that? No, it's George Strombolopoulos. Strombolopoulos. I feel like it's fake. I mean, it was on CBC television. Oh, it was on you CBC. Know? Yeah. Oh, but that's Canada. Well, it's still real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, like. I mean, I think this is real. You can, you can. Okay. See what you think. Uh, Link later, the director comes up and goes, "This is great. Look like Wooderson. This is great." And he goes, "Listen, man, I know you're not supposed to work tonight, but we got a scene at the top notch. It's Friday night. Um, you know, what do you? I think Wooderson might be there. You know, trolling for chicks or what have you. You know what I mean?" And he goes, "I go, yeah, he would be there." And he goes. What do you think? Would Wooderson maybe be attracted to the redheaded intellectual? You know, because Wooderson's been around school. He's kind of been with all the typical beauties. What about the redheaded intellectual? You think he'd be into that? I was like, yeah. And I said, give me 30 minutes. Let me take a walk. And he goes, okay. So I took a walk. Come back. I, we played verbal ping pong. I told him my ideas. And he told me his. And he goes, want to shoot it? I went, okay. <laughs> so boom, we go up to the set. I get in the car. And I'm like, I'm nervous. First scene ever on film. And right before we're about to... Shoot, I've got friends in the car. I'm going. I've been listening to this live, more live Doors album, and there's this in, in between two of the songs. Morrison goes, "All right, all right, all right, all right." You ever heard that recording? Oh, of course. Right, the four. All right, all right, all right, all right. So right before we're about to go, I'm like, "What is Wooderson? What, what what is Wooderson about? What's he about?" And I go, "Man, he's about four things. He's about, you know, his car." He's about getting high, he's about rock and roll, and picking up chicks. And I go, I'm in my car, I'm high as a kite, I'm listening to rock and roll, action, and there's the chick. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's amazing. Three out of four. That's fantastic. He did tell that story in his book. He talked about Jim Morrison saying it? He didn't say, I don't know if he said Jim Morrison, but he definitely said like, oh, what is this guy about? Yeah. It, he, but, but, he, he loves getting high. But that's what I mean. Looking like the check. actual source of it, I think he left out, weirdly enough. Is it like a copyright thing now? Does he regret saying that? 
I still think his all rights are more flavor than Morrison. Because then I looked that up. He actually did more than four. Let's see. Let's count the all rights. Six. Damn, you fucked that one up. That's weed for you. <laughs> Wait, he has, there's another origin story. I'm in my car. I'm sitting there about to shoot the first scene I've ever done in a movie. I've got some anxiety, so I'm going through my head. Who's my man? Who's my man? Who's Wooderson? And I'm sitting there. I'm going, well, I'm about my car. I go, well, I'm in my 70 Chevelle. There's one. I said, I'm about getting high. I said, well, Slater's riding shotgun. He's always got a doobie rolled up. There's two. I said, I'm about rock and roll. I said, well, I got Ted Nugent playing Stranglehold in the eight track. There's three. Okay. And all of a sudden, oh that's, my God. That's a really important detail to fuck up. Fuck up or just whatever, just like by the seat of his pants. Well, here he do, he's doing it again on Kelly and Ryan. We are still saying, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. Well, you know, that is the first three words I ever said on film. <laughs> Is that, that really? That was a uh, an improvised scene on Richard Linklater's Days Confused. Right. I was not supposed to work that night. Yeah. So all of a sudden, they put me in the car. We're going to go improvise a scene. Yeah. And I'm getting nervous, going, who's my man? Who's my man? And I was like, well, Wooderson's about his car. He's about getting high. He's about rock and roll. Mm -hmm. There's three things. And I hear action. And I was like, oh, and he's also about picking up chicks. And so that was the fourth. And yeah. as I pulled that, I was like, in my head, we'll say, Give confirmation for the three things you do have. Right, went, right. All right, all right, all right. Pull up. <laughs> wow! Amazing. This story keeps changing. <laughs> <laughs> There's more. When, when was Nugent? Nugent was 2019. Okay, because Jim Morrison was 2014. Kelly and Ryan is 2017. Okay. Now he's on Anderson Cooper. I get a little nervous. I start asking myself mentally, who's my man? Who's Wooderson? What am I about? And I remember mentally telling myself, well, I'm about my car. Okay, I'm in my 70 Chevelle. I said, uh, Wooderson's about getting high. Well, Slater's riding shotgun. He's always got a doobie rolled up. Then I said, I'm about rock and roll. And I'm like, I got Ted Nugent's eight-track stranglehold in the end. In the, in the I'm jamming to that. That's three things I got. And all of a sudden, I hear action. And in my mind, I look up and I go, and there's Cynthia, the redheaded intellectual I'm going to pick up. And my man Wooderson is about picking up chicks. So I got three out of four, put it in drive, pull out. All right, all right, all right. So they were the three affirmations of the thing. I bet this is a, I don't know. I'm, I'm divided as to whether or not this constitutes like a burnout thing. The inconsistency is as a result of him like being so stoned that he doesn't remember things exactly the same way. I think he's just a really good storyteller and he kind of elaborates on the things that happen and adds like details right. and sometimes he plays around with the details. Well, but it but it does <laughs> seem like the earliest instance he pointed to a specific Doors recording yeah. that does have all right, all right, all right, seven times, uh, six times, I'm sorry. So then I wonder, is it like a copyright thing? Are they like, do not credit that do not credit the doors and why would he be able to credit ted nugent he's still alive because he's not crediting ted nugent he said he just says every time ted nugent's in my eight track he's not saying that he's listening oh, to it per not, se he's not saying he's singing that exactly song. there's no there's no evidence of ted nugent saying all right all right all right unless there is i don't well, know that's a very very generous take on it 
Well, I think it, I mean, maybe, you know, I don't know. Uh, but if he never said the doors after that 2014 video, then I would have to assume he was told not to. Okay, well, let's, let's see. Let's see if we can, I, I'm, I'm, let's do this. <laughs> okay. We're both at our computers right, typing. So you look that up and I'm going to look up if there's any evidence of Ted Nugent saying, all right, all right, all right. Okay. He did in 2014 also tell the Ted Nugent story. Okay. Interesting. To the LA Times. First thing I ever said on camera, I had 30 minutes to think about that scene. Like, Wooderson's about four things, his car, his weed, rock and roll women. I'm in my Chevelle. I'm high. Ted Nugent's on the radio. Not on the eight track, but on the oh. radio. And here comes this hot, redheaded intellectual girl. But he's not saying that he's quoting Ted Nugent, just inspired by his spirit. Oh, my God. He did this for his opening monologue on SNL. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? In 2015. I'm pretty sure everything tonight's gonna go okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right? That's not what you thought I was gonna say, was it? <laughs> All right, well, let me tell you the origin story of the phrase you thought I was gonna say. This is titled, The Right Bar at the Right Time. It's 1992, I'm in Austin, Texas in college. I'm not, not even thinking about being an actor at this point. But he did do acting. He talked about doing acting before, like he was like auditioning for commercials and things. Yeah. But he was trained as an actor, right? Didn't he go to college to become an actor? Yeah, um, he got his, he began in the fall of 1989 and he got a bachelor's, bachelor of science in radio, television, film. When? in 1993 but he started in 1989 okay he was a trained actor he had been trying to be an actor my character david wooderson he has three lines in the entire film all right but one of those lines is what i like to call a launch pad line now what do i mean by that a launch pad line is a line that if the character really believes it then i can feel like i could write a whole book on this character right the scene goes like this wooderson's hanging out at a pool hall with some buddies and Girls walk by, he smacks one of them on the ass, and his buddy says, uh, man, you're gonna go to jail for that, Woodman. And Wooderson says, nah. That's what I love about those high school girls, man. I get older, but they stay the same age. Didn't age well, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, yeah, we love that. wardrobe makeup test on the set, right? I'm not supposed to work, but I get called in for it. The director comes up to me, Richard Linklater. He says, oh, my God, you look great, man. This is Wooderson. This is exactly who I hoped he'd be. And I, he says, listen, you know, we're doing this drive through scene tonight, and I know you're not supposed to work, but you, you think Wooderson might be picking up on the, the redheaded intellectual? You know, he's already been with the cheer. I like that Richard Linklater just, like, goes with the flow. If you see someone that looks good in costume, right. he's like, hey, what do you think about, like, this? Yeah. Totally going off script. I mean, it makes sense. That movie is such a... I, but I think it's so good. It's like him, oh, it's like him playing, movie. like, dolls, really. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Damn right I'm nervous. <laughs> so I start thinking. I said, man, who is Wooderson? Who's my man? You know, what's he about? And I tell myself... He Wooderson definitely wrote this himself. He was like, I got this one. I bet that this was the chapter that he wrote for his book proposal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> That's one. I got Slater riding shotgun, so I'm definitely getting high. That's two. And we got Ted Nugent playing Stranglehold on the eight track. Well, that's three. At this point, I hear over the intercom, action. 
And I look up across the drive-thru at this red-headed intellectual, and I say to myself, buddy, you got three out of four? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so Valerie Cherish. I love that he has a catchphrase. It's everything. Well, you know, um... And he's it like, works better than Valerie Cherish's, though. People, like, people uh, yeah, cheer people, when Valerie uh, Cherish says hers. Why? <laughs> yeah, some people cheer. All right, well, we have more research to do on this. Clearly. Well, I'm glad that... Um, how did we stumble upon that? What were we talking about? I was just talking about how Can't Trust It by Public Enemy came on at the oh, gym the other day. Right, and that led... Right. Yeah. I, I have to say, I'm more confused than ever. <laughs> <laughs> you ever have somebody reach out to say like hey how are you and you're like blah 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 how are you and they don't reply i don't know i got really high here right now okay here and now <laughs> um i promise that was my okay. friend nicole's dad's wedding song with his new wife that's a great wedding song and i have rarely heard of a better one um do you I mean it's true I think it's a great choice I love that song it's such a great song that's I mean you know that was really impressive that that song was a hit because it was kind of like a maudlin ballad but it was just so good that people couldn't deny it yeah like that wasn't a guaranteed hit at all Luther had had albums and albums that didn't that was people Bryson no it's Luther oh yeah he you know he was like what is moderately Bryson saying then um if ever you're yeah, in my arms I love that again. song. He also obviously is on Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Okay. Were you aware of the ice of the um cocoa breastfeeding thing? Ice T's girlfriend or wife? Yes. Okay. Because I was gonna ask if it was Coco the Gorilla or Coco from SWV. Because you know Coco the Gorilla did have a she had a breast thing, and right. she did used to try to breastfeed kittens that she found. Or they gave her a thing of kittens and she tried to breastfeed them. There's right. a book about it. It's actually really good. It's like a children's book. Yeah, I, I remember that book. It's a picture. Uh, it's a it's yeah. photographs of her, Pictures, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you don't know anything about Coco Ice T's wife and breastfeeding? No. Do they have another baby? No. Oh. So Ice T on August 4th tweets a picture of Coco and Chanel, their daughter, which I'll show you in a second. And... Chanel is leaning on her gigantic, her mother's gigantic pillow breast. Mm -hmm. And Ice T's caption is Newsflash, we need Chanel food, capital F O O D. She just likes to suck mom's boob every now and then. Dot, dot, dot. Me too. And so, oh my God. <laughs> so I figured this was him thinking about when his five year old daughter was an infant and breastfeeding and that whole conflation of like your husband sucking on your tits and so is your kid and it's got different you know kind of functions but also a crossover all that stuff but no it turns out that coco currently breastfeeds her five-year-old daughter chanel that's old but well th there was that woman on the t cover of time and it was like her kid was like standing and yes. on like a, a step. Yes. That's um, attachment parenting. Yeah. So she's doing that, I guess. And Coco. Uh, Not I'm sorry. for me. Chanel is also interviewed during interviewed this. Interviewed by whom? E. E. So they, apparently. Did they go to their house? No. It's Zoom. 
And now she's kind of like talking about a backlash. So I don't know if she also, apparently she's been sharing her breastfeeding journey. I don't know. I don't, I should obviously be following Coco, but I don't, and I haven't, I don't know the background. Does she still do Thong Thursdays? I couldn't tell you. I don't follow her, but now I want to. I mean, because I follow her, but when I used to do Tweet Beat, like she was really big, like kind of when Twitter was really starting to explode. That's right. She was. And she do Thong Thursdays. And it was a hashtag that like she started that was like pictures. It was like pre-Instagram so I don't know what's gone down in the time since that tweet. If she's what does Lipstick Alley have to say about this? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I didn't check, but here's the here's the E broadcast in which she addresses the backlash. Hey, E family! Oh, oh my god, so cute. That child looks exactly like Ice-T. Oh, my God. I mean. Oh, my God. ...to stop until Chanel tells you herself that she is done. Is there anything you want to say to all of these haters and critiquers and all these people that have something to say? Coco looks good. Coco does look good. um, I'm not an arguer. Whatever you want to believe, you can believe. But I just don't believe society says they should stop at two. You as a mother should stop because they said so. I'm going to stop because I feel like it's a great bonding experience between her and I. Do you love the boob? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I think I'm. she's my only child. It's not like I have, you know, a big family of kids. And so I'm savoring every moment with this child. Sounds like the girl's savoring it. Breastfeeding <laughs> thing. I thought I would stop more like around one, but then I loved it too much. And I was like, I feel like I'm wanted. Like she wants me, you know? And I think a lot oh of mothers would God. understand. But I mean, she is, seems to be putting it out there. I believe everything she's selling Does anything come out still did they ask her that <laughs> they didn't ask her that oh that's it's, a very good interview it's implied <laughs> oh okay by how i mean they're saying breastfeeding yeah but that's like sometimes like i wouldn't be like making milk but una would just be sucking on my breast because it was the only thing that would shut her the fuck up oh so you're like a lot of women just wear their kids in these like slings around their body i didn't learn this so trick you're or, and I wouldn't have been able to do it because, like, my I had back problems at the time, and you know, Una was heavy, <laughs> and uh, but they just like keep their boob out, like behind this like strap, and the kid just like takes it, you know, and they're just like on it, all like constantly. It's a pacifier. Yes, I mean that's how that's like back in the day. That's I'm sure what how pacifiers were invented. I also kind of don't understand why it's anybody's business well, and why anybody gets to weigh in on it. I slept with my kids till my oldest was 12. I don't understand why it's anybody's you know, and I still sleep information. This is their But also it's their information at least because Ice-T said me and my daughter like to suck on my wife's titties. But also from what I'm assuming this the blonde woman who isn't Michelle Visage, who's now saying it's nobody's business. Yeah, that girl is from Rich Kids of Instagram. Okay. She said, You've taken us along your breastfeeding journeys, which makes me feel like there's more information that Coco has given, which is why it's people's business. And whether you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're being unfair in their judgment, whatever. Like I wasn't I was not asking. Yeah. I was not asking, okay? And the information came from inside the house. They told. They decided to announce this effectively. So, and also these two people who don't know her are talking about it. So what are you talking about, Michelle Visage? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're, you're making it your business. Oh, 
She loves all boobies. She's going to be a boob freak. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> they just said that this kid's going to be a boob freak. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't what know. What does that mean? <laughs> the daughter is five. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Like, loves Russ Meyer? <laughs> <laughs> kind of a boob freak <laughs> in my way even though i think that the kid is old this is this is kind of like old news to me like i knew that women have been doing this for a while it's i'm not judging no but i'm it seems extreme and it's quite a thing to be talking about on television well this is what i'm saying i think that it's cool that someone who was just known for her boobs and just her sexuality is talking so openly about this non-sexual use of her tits and like being really free about it. It's like, yeah, they're for sex and they're for my kid and whatever. It's radical in a way. Yeah. That said, it is extreme. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a thing to be hearing. You know, the other thing is that like, it seems like she's you know, helicopter parenting aside, it seems like she's really into being a mom and being with her daughter. You know, it doesn't seem like nannies are raising her kids at all. There seems to be a lot of love in that family, at least from what she's projecting. And, and listen, mother to mother, I, I mean, I see ice, but at the end of the day, we always want to see some of I'm confused about Michelle Visage. Is she trans? No. What is her deal? What is she, like a drag performer? Kind of. I mean, she just, you know, she was in seduction. What's that? Girl group. It's, it's hard. We want, we want it. it. We, we worked hard to bring them into the world. We want them to look like this. Yes. All right. I want to get your opinion on another big debate in Hollywood. It's very weird, but it's going around bathing. What is your thoughts on bathing? I know this is. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is going around Hollywood. This is going around Hollywood. What are your thoughts on bathing? Well, because like Mila Kunis and Ashton, or Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Are like, oh, whatever. We don't have to bathe our child. Like, we don't do it that much. And was I think that this week? Is that what's going in the gone, past few weeks? And then Jake Gyllenhaal was like, oh, I don't, I don't really wash all that much. <laughs> it's been like a thing where celebrities keep like talking about how they don't wash their kids, their kids and themselves. Well, because their nannies do it. They mean frequency of bathing specifically. I bet the nannies do it. If the, if they have nannies, those nannies are giving those kids baths once a day. Maybe. And he doesn't have to think about it. Well, nonetheless, it's a thing people have been talking about. Okay, so it is going around Hollywood. Baths. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is, some people are like, I only, you know, wash the slits and the tits. And then some people. <laughs> well, I never heard that. Wait, but <laughs> I never heard that before. I'd love that. <laughs> it sounds a lot better than what I call it, which is a butt dunk. The slits and tits. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> unfortunately this i held off from last time what this thing that i want to tell you about but it's an audiobook i listened to okay so it's already a very clippy episode i don't know what to do well what is it well i kind of have to like explain it <laughs> as it goes because i wanted to take you like through my thinking on it can you not can we not do it as a bonus we can do it as a bonus okay but i kind of wanted to start shit on main well, why but not Okay, well, why we'll don't see. you tease it? Okay. Why don't you just say what it's going to be? Well, you know, it's really hard because there's a reveal. So it's a it's an audiobook that I listened to that I thought seemed real plucky and 
Is it fiction? Fell right into the trap. No, it's self-help. I listened to a self-help book called You're Not Enough, and that's okay. And I was like, yeah, I love that idea. Uh, You want to just be done? Patreon.com slash pot psychology, you know, you know. Pipedreams.fun if you want merch or pipes or accessories for smoking. Right. Excuse me. (laughs) 